Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. Hi everyone, it's Simon from Sterling Coaching here and welcome to today's podcast episode in which I'm joined by Carl and Carl is a growth mentor and he transforms businesses to reach their ultimate potential and he wants to help businesses skyrocket their business. Uh, He is a four times Entrepreneur of the Year winner and does lots of talks, lots of uh, engagements, and I'm very, very pleased to have such a great sort of uh, thought leadership speaker with me today. So thank you for joining today's podcast, Carl. Well, thank you so much, Simon. I appreciate you having me on. Tell us a little bit about the backstory. Before we start talking about what we drink in the day, tell us a little bit about the backstory (laughs) that brought you to this point of being entrepreneur of the year winner and a growth mentor just give us a little bit of an idea of what led you to this well thank you the um i I mean i started out pretty traditionally in my in my life i was going to school for accounting and finance and i had a leg injury that forced me to leave college and um i started my first business which was a landscaping company and um, I, I grew that business. I sold it, and then I started a construction company. But when I first um, when I first got out of school, I um, I attended a personal development seminar. Really fell in love with the idea of helping people design their dreams and chase them. And so um, I started coaching as a side hustle, if there was such a thing as a side hustle at the time. Yeah. And uh, so I, I w- that was my side hustle. And um, but when I first started coaching, there were no real systems, there was no processes, and and so I wrote uh, something for me really in the beginning, which was, you know, how to run a coaching business and how to run a coaching session and how to charge for coaching um, uh, services. And so um, that later became my contribution to the coaching and consulting community because I created what are widely used some methodologies today in the coaching, in the coaching business. So um, I I started to train and certify uh, coaches and mentors and so, um, uh, so that's kind of really where I, I made my mark. And, um, and that's what some of the recognition I get in the coaching industry is yeah. because of that. Sure, sure. And it's interesting, you know, my background is in construction as well. When I was actually at school as a, as a youngster, 14, 15 year olds, my Saturdays were spent landscape gardening. And mm-hmm. then when I left school, I went into construction and set up my own construction company, which then led me to coaching. So a very similar, very similar, very similar path. path. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, so we we were talking just before the recording started about what we drink in the day. And I know, uh, like many people that we uh, have on this, you know, you're very keen on drinking water. And of course, we should all hydrate. You know, I've got my my <laughs> coffee here. Um, tell us a little bit about your drinking uh, habits during the work day are there any particular 
things you have in your water at any particular times of day where you need to make sure you keep hydrated do you do anything before you do any speaking just give us a little bit more of an insight into the drinking right well i um i'll have uh hot water with lemon uh a lot and i'll also have chamomile tea with um with uh uh but nothing nothing in it um i like coffee ice cream love it absolutely love coffee ice cream yeah 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 um i'm not much of a coffee drinker but i love coffee ice cream so during the day i'll have a lot of water i'll have uh seltzer or sparkling water with uh lemon and uh, yeah i'm just a big hydration guy and i've learned you know having the lemon is good for um alkalizing your system um but the um i before one thing that I have, because I do a lot of speaking, I have to make sure I don't have a lot of sugar in, in my drink for some reason. It makes my throat, you know, uh, constrict a little bit and, uh, it, it, it affects my, my speaking. So to the best that I can, I try to avoid sugar, but I will have iced tea now and again. Um, and, um, you know, now and again, I'll have a little bit of coffee, ice cream, but, but that's, that's what it does for me. I mean, I, I, I'm completely with you on the lemon and every morning I have a, a lemon juice and honey because honey keeps my voice going. Uh, it's interesting what you said about the sugar there, but yeah, I find honey mm-hmm. quite soothing without the, the, yeah. the sort of need for sugar. But I mean, treat with the coffee ice cream. You see, I love coffee and I've got a real passionate hatred of coffee cake. Yeah, If there's oh, any kind okay. of anything else with a coffee flavoring in it and i've never tasted coffee ice cream it's making me cringe thinking about it but yeah yeah i love coffee yeah i don't like coffee flavored um anything ah. really you know so no yeah, kidding it's, it's interesting where the opposite way around on that yeah it's uh, that's intriguing. Sure. well on that note espresso ice cream is also also very very good it's a you know it's just like Drinking coffee, it's a stronger version, but yeah. it's um, it's that it's that taste. I love the smell of coffee. You know, like when somebody's making yeah. a pot of coffee, or you go into a place. I uh, love love the aroma. Um, it's just um, it's just you know. But one thing I can tell you that I really have enjoyed. Have you ever had Cuban coffee? Yes, I have. Yes, that's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I I had that. That's the one type of coffee I will <clears throat> if I can get true, authentic Cuban coffee. I'll have that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a very distinct taste, isn't there? There's, um, I'm trying to think what the taste is. There's, there's a very, very, um, it, it's not, it's not, I, I want to call it wooden uh, taste because uh, I love that. You know, I love anything that is sort of uh, oaky based or anything like that. But uh, yeah. Mm. So great. So great to hear that that's a, that's a coffee you, coffee you enjoy. Um, is there anywhere in particular? that you like to go out and, you know, have a drink with friends or meet a client perhaps, or meet somebody uh, to, to share a drink. Is there anywhere uh, that you want to give a shout out to perhaps, uh, or just share with the listeners somewhere to perhaps try when they're out and about? <clears throat> we have. So I, um, uh, I live in New Jersey and I go down to the, uh, we have a, we have a very distinct expression in, in New Jersey uh, some people say I'm going to go to the beach or I'm going to go down to the shoreline or the shore. We do not say that in New Jersey. It's very, very distinctive. You say we are going down the shore. That's how it's said. Okay. No other version. If you don't yep. say it that way, we all know you're not okay. from here. 
you go down the shore and there's two places down the shore that I like. Um, one place is called the Proving Ground um, in Atlantic Highlands. Uh, so big shout out to them. And another place is uh, called the Eventide Grill, which is in uh, Monmouth Beach, New Jersey. And uh, those are both down the shore. Down the shore. Okay, great. Yeah. I've got that noted. Next time uh, I, I come over and uh, when I'm allowed to come over, that is, as we record this, right. then I'll remember that. Yeah, I'll make sure I get that phrase right. Definitely. Definitely. You will impress a lot of people. You show up in New Jersey <laughs> and you say uh, we're going down the shore. They will they will know that you know what you t- you you are well coached. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go in uh, when, next time I'm in the area. I'm going to go and see Mike Michalowicz and drop into his office and see a couple of members of the team. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to use that. Uh, I'm going to impress. Oh, so right thank, on. Thank you I for know, that. Yeah. I know Mike well. Mike yeah. and I are good friends. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to use that. Yeah. But don't tell him. Uh, otherwise, you'll spoil the secret. I will. I will yeah. keep that our. Yeah. I'll keep that our secret. And, uh, I want to. Uh, Kelsey's uh, promised me to to uh, take me out for a bourbon somewhere. So uh, we'll see. Ah, yeah. There you go. So moving on through the, the questions I am and thinking about the listeners and what they can learn from what you have worked on in your business. And if you know Mike well, you know where these questions are coming from now. So what's the mm-hmm. latest or most significant thing that you've fixed in your own business? What can the listeners connect with that you've actually achieved or done or fixed in your own business? Well, we, um, we have uh, really changed how how much uh content we we pump out um our outbound digital content has more than quadrupled recently and so um yeah yeah i found that uh, so i have a micro podcast called the hashtag 70 second ceo like seven zero second ceo and that's a that's a one minute tip each day um we have a full-length podcast called the carl gould collective um, I now I now uh, uh, am a contributor to Forbes. Um, I write an article oh, each month Forbes, yeah. and um, and so um, I've really upped the amount of digital content that we put out, and I've I found that that's been um, I found that's been that's been you know a very useful way to communicate what's going on with me. Mm. What are, what are my observations and what I'm seeing, and yeah. um, that has really increased my exposure tremendously. And so I would say that was that was a big one. Um, and we are right now working on the automation of our uh, generation of our sales leads and using LinkedIn in particular. So so those are a couple of things that have really, um, really made a big difference in our business. So ha- have you found then, Carl, that LinkedIn, I- I've been a big Facebook fan for such a long while uh, for business and LinkedIn is something I've never really picked up on. But in the last 12 to 18 months, I don't know if it's because of the pandemic as we record this or not, but I found LinkedIn so much more useful than it ever has been before. As Have you seen a shift in the way that people are using LinkedIn and the benefit it's bringing to you? Well, I, I, I've always thought of LinkedIn as the, the you know attending a networking event. And, Mm. you know, when you go to a networking event, people are predisposed already to doing business. It's the reason why they're there. They say, well, if I'm going to this networking event, they actually have an expectation that they get something out of it. And if they don't get something out of it, they say, oh, well, you know, this might not be worth this networking event might not be worth it. But on LinkedIn, I've always thought of it as, well, that's why we're here. You know, Facebook, we're here to connect, share, um, collaborate 
And if something happens, then great. And it's since morphed into a very strong marketing platform. LinkedIn has always been, in my view, a place where you're expected to eventually do business. And so I've always treated it that way. And I found it to be very productive. If I treat it like a live in-person networking group, I talk to people that way. You know, like I, I go, I go there, I go on to LinkedIn. And if I meet somebody, I don't say, Hey, Simon, here are my five tips to this, and I'm holding a, a group to that, and would you please come to my event? Just like, I wouldn't say that if I went to a networking event either. Yeah. I would go in, I'd introduce myself, I'd find out what's going on in your world, what makes a good introduction for you, who's your type of clientele, who are the sorts of people you might want to meet. I'll ask them if there's anybody on my list they'd like me to introduce them to. You know, I'd be happy to go first. And, um, and I have found that that's been very, very successful because people will say, yeah, you know, Carl, you're connected to so-and-so. Would you please in- introduce me to them? And I'll say, yeah, I'd be happy to. And then I'll scan through their list and I'll say, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize you knew so-and-so. You know, I'd love a, a, love a warm intro to them. And I found that, to, be, I found that yeah. to work well. And that's such a refreshing way to, to look at LinkedIn and such a way of – contributing first as well because i get so frustrated on linkedin when people send me what is perceived as a genuine connection request and then you connect with somebody and then the next thing is the here's my program here's how you get your hands on it and you think uh, you know i have this saying you know ask me out on a date before you ask me to marry you and people just don't want to get to know you anymore do they they just want to to sell to you so i think that's a really good and listeners i think that's an amazing a way of looking at LinkedIn and expecting that networking. I love that. I think that's great. Yeah. So putting out all this content, you know, you've quadrupled your content. Have you found that that has uh, changed the, the level of connections or has it just reinforced the connectivity that you have with people? For me, it's really made a difference. Um, the, um, uh, uh, what I've what I've noticed is, um, you know, people are um, it, because of the amount of content we're putting out. Yep. I can't. I found that I can't put out anything that's r- random. It's got to be connected. It's got to be part of a story. And it's actually forced me to, um, you know, to say here, this is part one in a series. This is part two. Yep. Um, and in thinking through the content, I've also I, it's forced me to make it even more relevant. Um, and timely and, you know, and relating to the audience. And so um, it's forced me to be, you know, a bit more, um, you know, uh, I don't want to just say quality because I, you know, I'd like to think it was there, um, but it had to, it has to be the, the links of the chain have to connect together more. Yeah. And the words that, you know, coming to my mind, you were saying that, you know, it's important to be in tune with what people yeah good isn't it yeah good one yeah Yeah. so i I love that connectivity that you're doing there so that's great and you say it's made uh, a difference which is great Uh, if you were to put uh, a level of impact on the difference that's made because i think a lot of the listeners listening to this will be frustrated that they can't put more content out they're struggling to get that connectivity that you just talked about but they don't seem to see the importance of putting the work into it because they can't see the potential gains from increasing that content level. And I agree with you. It's so important. 
Uh, and I, you know, yeah. I likewise have probably quadrupled mine. What would you say for those listeners that are worried about the impact? What kind of impact has it made to your business and to you? Well, I've, um, I look at it almost this way. It, you know, if I want an audience, it's kind of like raising children. If you don't spend the time each day and you don't nurture the children, you can't expect them to be well-behaved when you go out. You can't expect them to be useful people in society. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you don't pay them, if you don't give them the attention, then you can't expect it back. And I think it's the same thing with your, if you're trying to build an audience online for whatever reason, if you're not nurturing them and talking to them and you're not fully committed to them, then why should they commit to you? So you, the, the challenge and the, the, the feedback I get is, well, Carl, how, how do I know I'm getting any money out of this? Is this worth, worth my time? I need to see an ROI. Really? You yeah. see an ROI with your kids? Yeah. I mean, you got to, <laughs> it, you know, you, you, you've got, it's a little bit every day. It's a little bit every day. You've got to nurture them. And the results come in various fashion. You know, yeah. in the beginning, my social media was a validation. People would, you know, think about working with me. They'll go check out what I'm doing online and they'll say, oh, okay, this, he seems to be who he represents when I saw him in person. Um, now it's because of the content that I am putting out, they're following the story. Now they're saying, hmm, you know, I've been using some of your stuff in my business. Here's the result that I got. I want more. What else are you doing? Or it's leading to a speaking Absolutely. engagement, you know? So it's, um, uh, there's a variety of ways that it's come back to me. Um, and I can't say you can always predict exactly what it is, yeah. you know? And I think the universe has that way of rewarding the the effort in many different ways. But the thing you've got to do is move forward and make the effort. I mean, you've got to you've got you've got to take the action. So that's that's absolutely right. critical. So before I ask you to share a tip or a lesson with the listeners, you you mentioned a short while ago about your your own podcast. How can the listeners connect with you? How can they find you? How can they reach out to you? What's the best ways? So uh, carlgould.com is, is the best, you know, is the kind of the gateway to all the things that I do. And, yeah. and um, you can, you, you can find out all that I do through there. Uh, my, my firm's name is seven stage advisors.com. So you can go to seven stage advisors.com and you can learn more about what we do there. That's another way to uh, that we can connect. And the names of the podcasts again, I've got to give you a shout out, you know, a couple of podcasts. Do you want to shout out those again? Sure. Sure. The, the Carl Gould Collective. Um, you can see it on uh, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you get podcasts. Yep. Uh, we've had a, a, a lot of great guests um, uh, already. And uh, the line, you know, we got a great lineup for the rest of the year. And also the micro podcast, which is the 72nd CEO. That's seven zero the word second, and then CEO. And that's just one minute. It's a one minute, 10 second tip each day. Wow. How do you fit something into 70 seconds? That is such a difficult thing to do. That You're just blowing my mind even just thinking about doing podcasting 70 <laughs> Harder seconds. Harder than you would expect. <laughs> yeah. It is so hard to be short and still get yeah. the point in. Yeah, you know? know, It's great training though for TV and radio and uh you know, being quoted in print because they need you to talk in bullet points. And so the 72nd CEO forces you to do that. We can elaborate more here, you know, get in depth, but that is about, here's a couple of things. That's all we got time for. 
fantastic so listeners you've got two websites there you know the website um yeah i'd certainly suggest you go and have a look at is the cargo.com and the two podcast titles yeah you know uh, search on all the main platforms and find carl's podcast and yeah see how he squeezes all that content into such a concentrated 70 seconds i'm going to check that out myself after this so that'd be great to do so if you were to give the listeners one tip one lesson that they can take away something they can do something with today tomorrow whatever time zone whatever period of the day they're listening to this in what would you say carl to the listeners that they can do something with well right now given the times that we're in um the the temporary interim requests that your clients were making of you during the pandemic are not temporary they are permanent um, just like 9-11 changed the way we travel and there were some big signature events that changed the way we do things, the pandemic changed the way business is delivered. And, um, and so if your clients were, were excited about your after hours, off-peak, contact-free, touch-free service, or you were doing some comprehensive services as a, re- as a result of just trying to you know, get through the pandemic, they are going to remain permanent. Do not abandon them. If your clients like them now, they are going to want them big time for the next five to nine years um, as we get through this entire business cycle that we're in. So uh, don't be convenient with your clientele. Be fully committed to the things that they told you that they liked during the pandemic because they're going to want them afterwards. And listeners, that is such a great tip. And I think even in my own business, that as soon as we eased lockdown here in the UK, I eased off some of the things that I was doing as part of the pandemic. And it's so easy for us, isn't it, uh, Carl, to just to go back to how we were doing it before. But you're right. If clients loved it, why on earth would you change it? You know, why why right. would you go back? So, yeah. So make those temporary things permanent. I love that. Um, so, Thinking about your next coffee ice cream, okay? Uh, the last question I normally ask is, uh, you know, where are you going to have your next coffee? But think about your next coffee ice cream, Carl. If you could have that coffee ice cream in a dream location, because we all dream of traveling at the moment, we all want to get back around the world and travel. If you could have that coffee ice cream in a dream location, Carl, where would that dream location be? And paint a picture for us. So, yeah, I, I would like to have ice cream in one of the places you can never have ice cream. And I, I like to hike. So I would like to have coffee ice cream on, the, on, a, on, a, on a peak, a mountain okay. peak. It almost wouldn't matter the mountain peak, but I'd want to hike there. <laughs> Therein lies the problem. The ice yep. cream's not ice cream by the time you get there. But I'd like, to, I'd like to have it nice and chilled, you know, on a hot day, you know, go on a nice long hike. I live where I live is right near the Appalachian Trail. So we can hike parts of the Appalachian Trail in the States and, um, you know, get up to a mountain peak that overlooks a valley of some sort and have some ice cream at the top after I've after I've earned a nice uh, treat. Yeah. So we just got to work out somewhere. And I'm sure there's some Amex concierge service that could probably just helicopter that ice cream in while you're at the top of the peak there'll be a way of doing that some if a <laughs> listener knows a way of getting that coffee ice cream to the top of a peak for carl let us know that would be absolutely amazing and and what a picture i've got to ask the question and if, if you're hiking is it likely to be 
late afternoon or would it still be early in the morning? You know, when, when would you be at the top of the peak? We would usually, well, we'd be at the top of the peak mid-morning to noontime because we would have started early in the morning and hopefully it was a nice, I don't know, three to five mile hike. And yeah. so we took our time, we got up there and, and uh, so it, it was likely that. Stay away from the real heat of the day. Yeah, 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 gotcha. So just before we, we wrap this up, and I just want to say a huge thank you. You've given us some great things there. And for me, you know, personally, I always take something away from every single podcast, and you've given me something today, Carl, is that, that different way of looking at LinkedIn. Uh, I think that, for me, is certainly my takeaway from this, and I'm sure listeners, you've taken many other things. Just reminders of those two podcast titles again, Carl, because uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to write them down. They'll be in the show notes. Uh, so make sure, listeners, that you go and check out these two podcasts as well as the two websites. So just give us the name of those two podcasts again, Carl, if you would. Sure. The Carl Gould Collective yep. and the 72nd CEO. Perfect. Great. Well, listeners, go and check those out. Uh, write reviews up of them. Make sure Carl knows um, you know, that you're absolutely a fan of those two podcasts. And, of course, check out the websites as, as well. Thank you, Carl, for being a great guest. Thank you for sharing some amazing things. Thank you for helping me when I eventually get to, to Mike's office and meet his team of saying that I'm going down the shore. That would be great. I'll get the bonus <laughs> points by doing that as well. Yes, you will. That would be amazing. Uh, and I might get my Hudson Bay. Is it Hudson Bay or Hudson Bay B bourbon as well? So uh, that's what I'm uh, hanging my hat on as well. That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being a great guest and uh, thank you very much for giving up your time time is so precious and i know it's precious to you so thank you for giving that and uh, sharing it with the listeners you got it simon talk to you soon and listeners as you know this is part of my mission to help businesses and coaches around the world become better aware carl's done that is giving us some great awareness uh, better educated some great tips we've taken away from today and also a level of accountability do something with what Carl has shared today. Make sure that you do something with it and make a difference in your own life, your own business, and have an impact on others as well. Otherwise, both Carl and I's time has been wasted today. Make use of that time. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. <laughs>